Welcome to episode three of the Legacy Sequel Podcast. I am Anthony versus the Evil Dead, and I'm here with Charles Lee Ray Ray. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Ray? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It is uh, it's now uh, November time. It's time for some Thanksgiving talk. Oh wait, yeah, not many Thanksgiving movies we can talk about. <laughs> not not many to talk about. But so, we will try to talk about some, hopefully in the near future. But what's, what's uh, better than Thanksgiving movies than today's topic? We're getting into kaijus. <laughs> right? I mean, makes sense to me. But, uh, I mean, uh, here we are, episode three. Uh, not really sure if this is a weekly or bi-weekly episode. Or series, but we were on the Fractured Skulls episode after many years of not having neither of us. Were you ever on the show? No, it took us to have another podcast for us to finally be invited, yeah, which it, we were thankful to be on. It was a, it was a fun time. Uh, I was still disrespected. But, <laughs> um, so we did that. You yeah. can listen to that on Anchor or Spotify. We spoke about the Monsters reboot. We had some interesting things to say about that. We talked about some horror news with, and even superhero stuff with Travis. Not Monoxide wasn't there, and uh, that's what we did last week. So I might I might ask Travis if I can upload that episode for our stuff, but we'll see. But uh, Ray, how was your Halloween? It was horrible. <laughs> I spent it sick. So I was able to watch my usual uh, just double feature of Halloween and Halloween 2. And that was about it, unfortunately. So. Yeah, Ray ruined my Halloween this year. <laughs> so uh, I apologize I su- again. <laughs> I, I suffered with him. <laughs> and You're not doing well with these, with these holidays, Ray. Yeah, but, this, um, I'm two for two. I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched. It was a busy day that day for me, but I watched Halloween, and I watched Trick or Treat, and I believe that's it that day. But I tried to get the two essentials in there, and I, I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed watching Halloween 1978 this time. I mean, I always enjoyed it, but for whatever reason, I really, really liked it this time. I had a lot of fun with it. Same thing with Trick or Treat, but Halloween 78 really stood out to me this time for whatever reason. Maybe I was in a good mood. I just noticed my mechanic bebop is missing an arm. So now I got to fix that. (laughs) Uh, So, yes. um, But, yeah, I mean, my my Halloween could have been better. Thanks, Ray. But uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, this is me trying to make sure you don't get sick. So if not... I could have been right there. We've just been quarantined together. <laughs> I, did, I, I did get sick eating all that damn candy corn. <laughs> I still have some, even though it's not Halloween anymore. It's what a, did you end uh, up having any candy? Uh, no, because I barely could taste as is, so I didn't want to have any more candy, sadly. Okay. Well, that was our Halloween 2022 well, it's, it's with us, it's like we kind of celebrate Halloween all time around the year. So I guess uh, missing the actual day 
That's that is that is true, but I do try to limit my Halloween film watching, so movies that take place on Halloween only to October. Uh, sometimes Michael Myers uh, slips through the tr- cracks there. Yeah, I was going to say, we usually, we still somehow end up watching a Michael. Which, if you guys want to hear our recommendations on what Halloween movies to watch, you can check out our previous episodes. Check out the backlog. Episode one. The backlog is not very long right now. <laughs> it's but, still uh, two episodes. This is what we, yeah. we have to make sure we plug. <laughs> but uh, we we had uh, uh, much like Halloween ends. We had all this stuff prepared, and it ended in a whimper for us <laughs> for <laughs> Halloween this year. But we're, I'm glad Ray's okay. Thank uh, you. My heart will heal. We will move on. And uh, yeah, so hey, Ray, I have a voice we'll, again, so we're able to do this podcast. <laughs> have you? That's good. Have you watched any uh, any new horror stuff for you to watch? Anything new to you? Uh, no, I need, the last thing I saw was, unfortunately, The Munsters again. <laughs> that this was the last. I watched it again for the podcast, which I was hey, not that shows do. That shows my commitment. When I say I'm going to do a podcast, I'll make sure I do the work for it. I should have just phoned it in because it wasn't better on the second Wait, Are you saying that I phoned it in? No, I'm just saying I tried not to phone it in. Even if you would have phoned in the in, the podcast, it still would have just been what it was because there's not much good to say about that movie. Well, you can find out if you check out our episode of Fractured Skull. Like <laughs> other people, I actually do watch the movies, but I watched the Monsters in September when it came out, late September. I paid attention, and which is probably something I shouldn't have done. So I was so going to say, I'm sorry you did that. <laughs> but, uh, and we semi-spoke about it before that never made the episode, so. I was going to say, we we reviewed it technically twice. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that audio just would never be heard. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, for me, I haven't watched anything really new. Uh, Barbarian's still on my list to watch. Same, yeah. That's, that's one when we finally... I think we have to watch together eventually. We'll end up watching Hellraiser, so we'll have to watch. Uh, I know Smile comes out next week. But now we're cutting into uh, some some of my Christmas stuff. So I got to see what's up with all that. And there's a a great subgenre of horror holiday classics or horror films, whatever you want to call it. And there's a lot of that going around. I, I feel like there's probably more holiday horror films and movies that take place on Halloween nowadays. Um, I saw yeah. a great trailer. Go ahead, Ray. No, I was going to say, yeah, I feel like this was a discussion we had a while back that I was like, there's not really much outside of Krampus. And this year it's just like, here's all the holiday horror movies you could ever want. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's a few coming out, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. The one I'm looking forward to the most is Christmas, Bloody Christmas. It's by the same people that did VFW, which I really liked. You've never seen that? Have you seen that? Uh, No, I've not. Another film that me and Ray have to watch together. But I really like that film and the trailer of this. Basically what it is is an animatronic Santa Claus that goes on a killing spree. So uh, I, I, when I was watching it with Valentina, she was like, oh, this is just like Futurama. 
because I guess there's a robotic bad Santa in that show, which I have watched, but I'm not a big fan of Futurama. No. But this one looks very promising. I liked what they did before. I think if we can, or I can, like to see in theaters, but I know it's coming to shutter, I think the first week of December. So one of the two is going to happen. Then, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, the Christmas uh, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, that we definitely have to check out. That's going to be that's going to be great. Krampus, just a bunch of Black Christmas. There's there's a whole bunch of Christmas. Oh, that one with Goldberg. Oh, yeah, that. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of Christmas horror out there that I am looking forward to watching, alongside the good old-fashioned family fun ones, like Home Alone, who stole their idea from Deadly Games. Which I still feel like it's a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any pickups? Did you pick anything up that's horror-related? Uh, I ended up getting, <laughs> I ended up getting another Chucky Funko. Oh, let's let's see it. You got it? Oh uh, no, it's still in the, it's still coming in the mail. I ordered oh, it on Amazon. Son of a bitch. He, look at this guy. He's not prepared. <laughs> hey, not I that, ordered something. Not that I put out the video. Maybe yeah. this time I will. But <laughs> I was gonna say no one's gonna see it, but us. But I did order uh, the original looking Ch- uh, Chucky Funko. So it has no cuts, nothing on. It's just it's the closest we're gonna get to. The original Chucky, but Child's Play 2, because yeah. of rights. How about you? Did you pick anything up? Uh, I did pick one thing up, I think. I'm trying to think, yeah. One thing. I got some horror things coming in the mail, but uh, I picked up a Sanderson sister here by NECA. It's one oh, of their Toonie Terrors. It's Mary Sanderson. Okay. The other Sandersons are coming as well, along with Billy. And uh, I think they did a really good job with this one. Honestly, I really, I think the card back is also better than the other Toonie Terrors that they had. This one is a bit different because the other Toonie Terrors have like a a film kind of background. It says like now playing and it'll be like Evil Dead 2 or Halloween 2 or whatever. And then the background would have like like a backdrop. It'd be like the woods or like a house with the... With the pumpkin lit up or whatever. But this one, I gotta stop saying whatever. This one, <laughs> this one uh, just has kind of the Hocus Pocus logo, has Binks the Cat on it, and then kind of has a picture of all of them. I guess they're going a bit more mainstream with this one because all the other Toonie Terrors, which I love the line by the way, yep. uh, all the other Toonie Terrors are kind of uh, more like cult films, I guess, where this one, this is a big deal. I mean, we're talking Hocus Pocus 2 broke a bunch of records on streaming this year, so. Uh, that does look good, though. I wonder if may- it possibly could also be they're trying to move on to now maybe make more of the series, I guess, to continue the. They they have a, they've announced a few things mm-hmm. um, like uh, that, but are, they're still kind of like, like culty because they have Sven Gulli coming out, which is a horror host. That's mm-hmm. on MeTV and or if you're in the Chicago area. They have a whole bunch of other stuff. I was looking forward to seeing a Krampus figure this year, which NECA announced. Yeah. And uh, we're in the middle of November. 
I don't think I'm getting that Krampus figure this year. So I'm a little disappointed that I was also hoping for a Toonie Terror in that, but maybe next year. There's always next year. There's always. And also, this Hocus Pocus figure I got two weeks after Halloween. So that's kind of how neck arose. You're going to be able to get that one by Krampus by New Year's Watch. That's yeah, finally right. gonna come back. They haven't even showed pictures, Ray. Uh-huh. This is madness. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try to do some kind of. Oh God, there's a background. <laughs> we're gonna try to do some kind of um, Thanksgiving theme for one film or or a discussion. Probably not Thanksgiving. We'll talk about it, but we're not. I was gonna like, is that the only film we have? Well, I wanted to do, I wanted to do, for some reason, a lot of people play like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I wanted to do, there was a Hulu short film, not, it wasn't short, but like mini film, I think Blumhouse did it, called The Pilgrim, where these uh, pilgrim reenactors or actors come to your house and reenact like the, the last, not the last supper, that's a different guy, uh, reenact Thanksgiving. And oh, then okay. it turns turns deadly, so I might be interested in seeing that with you. But we'll we'll see what happens. But I couldn't think of a better thing to do than uh, kaiju films. There and uh, <laughs> yeah, our last podcast kaiju's were not very big, caused a lot of fights. So this time Ray is uh, is at least going to humor me with these, and we're going to rank our top five. Godzilla villains, and we're not going to be super anal about this because technically Mothra and Rodan have also been villains in the Godzilla series or in their own films. So we're not going to be super anal about it. So if Ray has Mothra, I don't care. I'm not going to kick him off. Yeah, I, I left that one off. Just anybody because... else. So. <laughs> <laughs> I left Mothra off just because of how many times they've kind of been allies instead of villains in the series. So I was like, just to be, I guess, technical. So no one else tries to, to come at us for it. Cause you know, someone will complain. Someone's going to be like, but no, it's not a villain. Yes. It's probably going to be us complaining. (laughs) So, well, you'll probably complain about where I put who on my list. So we'll see. (laughs) You have yours ranked. I do. Yeah. Okay. All I right, tried so, to, because it, it was a little difficult with every, with the in-between. Number one was easy, but everything else was kind of difficult to put with. Yeah. It was a little it was a little bit more difficult than I wanted it to be. No. But I think I have I had seven and I got it down to five. Okay. So I do wanna talk about honorable mentions. Do we have to talk about anything else? Oh, how's Chucky this week? Uh, this week it got insane. This it's it, well, the last two weeks have been pretty pretty good. This is where I feel like everyone that was questioning if they liked this season, this is where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I they got me back. Which I feel like this was our this was what we kind of expected when we reviewed last season that it was they needed to slow build it in order to keep fans interested because there's not much you can do with a killer doll. And this is coming from a Chucky fan just getting tired of, like, there's not much you can do. So this these last two weeks have kept me, like, okay, now I want to see what they do. But I will say this, this has to be the last season. And then they go back to movies, if they go back to doing anything. 
because I feel like there's nothing much they there's nothing much they can do after this. I'm sure they were saying that from the third movie, and here we are. So there's always more to do in horror, Ray. Well, we also celebrated the anniversary this past week, so happy. So it's over 30, 30 years now, Chucky. It's insane. <laughs> So, was that 24 years since the first movie? Yeah. No, 34. 34 years. 34, 34 years. years. So, okay. Well, um, I have yet to check it out. <laughs> the I, first I, I, episode I, turned me off so much, so I, I will eventually watch it. Yeah, I want you to check it out so we can finally talk about it, because it's like, I don't want to spoil the, the good stuff, because the bad stuff is just that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also, I do want to bring this up before we talk about giant monsters attacking Tokyo, mostly. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Conroy passed away, oh, and I'm not really one to talk about like celebrity culture and stuff, but Kevin Conroy was super important in my childhood. Uh, Batman the Animated Series was such a revolutionary show, and a show like no other and you know as a kid i loved the show and as an adult i also love the show and kevin conroy is my batman and when i say that is that when i see when i close my eyes and i think about batman i think about kevin conroy's voice i think about the animated series look the first three seasons and Kevin Conroy just did such an amazing job. And I think one of the most interesting things, uh, not to get too into things, but uh, is that uh, later on in his life, Kevin Conroy uh, started discussing uh, being a gay man in his, uh, in his life. And I just thought that was so cool to hear that this voice of of uh for lack of a better term of man manliness and and bravado and and strength that i saw when i was a kid or listened to when i was a kid turned out to be uh, a gay man and that just breaks every one of those stereotypes that people have when they think about something like that and i think that even though he was very private about his private life which is his right to do i think knowing that later on it's just a really awesome thing to realize. And uh, even though, you know, we tend to speak more about horror stuff, there's so many things that Batman, you know, he did the Arkham games, which has the incredible scarecrow scenes, which yeah. is very like, you know, um, Freddy Krueger like uh, a lot more gritty, you know, grown up kind of animated series. But, uh, you know, it turned out that Kevin Conroy was dealing with cancer. He died at 66, and he's going to be missed because, you know, I guess one of the advantages of being a voice actor is that you may have a longer career because you don't physically have to be seen on screen. And uh, it just sucks that uh, he passed away. And, you know, I know somewhat they were working on a Cape Crusader, even though I know HBO is like like in flux right now, uh, canceling everything. So I don't know if he was going to be a part of that. I know Bruce Tim was and all that. Just sucks that um, we lost him and he's such an iconic voice and I'm sure uh, his friends and family are, are 
very sad about it. But I did want to bring that up. I know it's not technically horror, but Batman definitely could be a horror show or movie if if they wanted to, even though yeah. it's probably never going to happen. But uh, you have any um, thoughts about it, Ray? You know, this definitely this definitely hurt the community. And again, with our podcast, I feel like we're just going to talk whatever we truly like about as well, not just horror. So you guys are, are sorry. We're talking about everything. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely with me, it was a lot more later on with the Arkham stories. All that was to me, his voice just, it fit Batman. Like when you hear him, it fit what Batman, that voice you expect. And it was just great um, seeing him actually portray it, it's funny that someone put up the clip the other day in Kevin, one of the Kevin Smith movies. He legit had the Batman voice. He did it in a scene, and it's like, uh, it's just, it's iconic. What do you think of the voice? It's, it, he truly will be missed. And I feel like, hopefully, especially with the Arkham series continuing, they do some type of tribute as well, in a in a nice way for him. We never did get to see him in the suit. They teased it on the uh, Infinite Crisis episodes of the Arrowverse, just for him to get electrocuted. But uh, I guess, I guess it was cool enough. But uh, yes, you know, rest easy, Kevin Conroy. Uh, your work will be missed, and uh, there's no good segue to go to Giant Monsters after <laughs> that. But we're gonna have to do it. But Ray and I are going to discuss our top five. Favorite kaiju villains. I do have some honorable mentions here. I don't know if you do, right? Do you? Uh, I have one, but uh, I'll save it for later because it'll make more sense. <laughs> okay. Well, I have two, so I guess I'll just list them. So the two that did not make the cut, but they were awfully close, right? Was Mecha Godzilla 1974. This is the uh, film where. You have a fake Godzilla, and then later he gets all chromed out, and it turns out to be Mega Godzilla. This is my favorite look for Mega Godzilla. Uh, I, I know a lot of people like the Kiru uh, version of it, but um, for me, I gotta go classic, gotta go Showa ever. Um, just a, such a cool design. I'm not a big fan of doppelgangers in films, I think it's kind of stupid and lazy, but. In this situation, I did really enjoy it. And my number six, I guess, out of the five of the honorable mentions is, um, there's so many ways to say this, but it's Ibra, the, the sea monster, which I'm sure many people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, yes, I know that it's not a very popular movie in the Godzilla franchise or lore, but... For whatever reason, I really like this giant lobster. And uh, when I was a kid, there's a lot of nostalgia to it. I used to watch it all the time. The cover to the uh, to the um, VHS was cool to me as well. So I was trying to see if I had it here, but I don't see it in hand. But yeah, so the sea monster, Godzilla versus the sea monster, as it's known in America, was uh, had one of my favorite monsters in it. There you go. It, it's it's funny that one of those is on my actual list, so that's that's. Funny. Uh, I'm gonna guess which one it is, but Ray, let's start it off. Number five for you is. My number five is Orga from Godzilla 2000. To Almost me, that on my list. I I love the look of it just because it felt 
not as just, oh, okay, this is another huge-looking monster. It's like, oh, okay, it looks what it's supposed to be, that almost cell-type just development. So, to me, it was a great look. Godzilla 2000 was actually... I'm t- I was trying to think back which Godzilla I saw first. This was actually one of the first ones I watched with my mom when I was younger. So. Yeah, um, it's actually... Trying to think, I think it was like one of the. It might have been like the first one to get like a real wide release in the United States. Like these other ones got, I'm sure got some kind of release, but this was right after the 1998 film, which so many Godzilla fans were upset about. He did have Atomic Breath, by the way. Did not have it. That was a big uh, point of debate from because you know his breath caused the fire, but it came from a tank. It's a no. whole thing. So, um, but uh, yeah, so Toho came out with this. I think it's, this is the first one too. That film is the first one to have a CGI version of Godzilla, which when he's slim, swimming in the water. Orga, what a great ending to that, which they kind of used in the new Godzilla movie, 2014. But he's kind of like swallowing Godzilla whole, like a yep. snake. And that kind of look, and then the ending with the fire breath, or the atomic breath, I'm sorry. Such a great scene. Very unique kind of way of uh, trying to absorb Godzilla, which was very cool as well. So almost made my list, Ray, <laughs> as well. I like I like where you're going with that. Okay, my number five is going to be Gigan. So Ooh. the Gigan I enjoyed was Godzilla versus uh, Gigan. And uh, I do like the Final Wars version, the blue uh, with the chainsaw arms. Very cool. Um, so, if, you know, if that's your favorite version of Gigan, no argument for me. But a lot of this is tied to nostalgia for me. I really like the giant chicken monster from space with his um, hooks for hands. And uh, yeah, a a lot of uh, creatures from space I really enjoy, as you'll see on my list. Uh, Gigan actually shows up quite a bit of a few times, probably one of the uh, more popular villains that they used in the films. And during Godzilla Day, 2022 we're doing this they had a little short of godzilla versus guy again which they do kind of every year where they do like people in suits and they kind of film like a action scene it's pretty good if you guys can find it if you're like a classic godzilla fan and that was kind of cool to see but yes the giant space chicken monster is my number five there you go Okay, so for my number four, it's one of your honorable mentions here. It's 1974's Mecha Godzilla. Now, my reasoning for it <laughs> is because to me, it resembles the closest to looking like a Megazord. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is a cool version to see of Mecha Godzilla. I do like the modern version, the modern take on it, but to me, this one just it tops the cake of looking as not CGI, it, lo- it looked like, okay, this looks almost realistic for this era. So it was like, okay, we have a giant robot here. Boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. All right, speaking of giant robots, Ray, 
Uh, one thing we've never seen on screen, which is something I always wanted when I was a kid, was Godzilla versus the Zoid. But we have gotten it in the comic books. Have you read any of those? I still haven't, and I want to read them, and I definitely agree that we need to see this battle come to life. We need a Dragon Zord versus Godzilla. I I agree. So if anyone wants to do that, uh, that would be awesome <laughs> to, to 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 watch. But yeah, I gotta check out those those um those comics as well because you know they're you know basically fan fiction. You know things that we wanted when we were kids or whatever. Is, oh, this would be a cool fight. You know the ones they do on like death battle and stuff, which I, I think they, they actually did it. do this one. No, I think they have. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, not bad in the sun. Yeah. It's like another thing. No, yeah. They yeah, use like CGI. Yeah. But yeah, that that that's something that always came up in my head too. Yeah, that needs to be cool. That, that would be cool to be done. Like actually done by Saban or someone like that has that power to do. Because I feel like that they could do a lot better than, unfortunately, the actual TMNT crossover that we got that isn't as good as the toy line. <laughs> Or comic. So line. you you so you read that? Uh the comic I read, but I, I the actual crossover we got on like screen wasn't as good as the comic or the toy line. Oh, okay, okay, I got. Yeah. So you were just talking about the recent comics? No, no, the comics have been have been great, but the the crossover on television wasn't as good, unfortunately. So Ray, that was your number four, correct? See, that is correct. All right, so my number four is one that uh, I'm sure many people will not have in their top five, but uh, this one was very much something that uh, is tied to nostalgia for me, and it is from a Mega Godzilla movie. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mega Godzilla movie. Terror of Mega Godzilla. I am talking about Titanosaurus. Yes. Oh, sh- what, what what is it? It's on my list. <laughs> oh shit! Look at that, Titanosaurus. Or I thought I was the only fan in the entire world. Titanosaurus, very annoying growl or or roar or whatever you want to call it. But I really like the look. I really like the obscene mad scientist trying to get revenge by using Titanosaurus for those damn people for not listening to him. But I really like the look. It's kind of like a, uh, a sea dragon type. It doesn't fly, but kind of like a sea dragon. And, um, yeah, always something I wanted a figure of that I never got. There are some, like, vinyls and stuff of this one. But uh, I never got it. Uh, they're, very active. they're more statues than anything. But Titanosaurus, really like the look. Uh, I have a fondness of the film as well. Did get his ass kicked, though, but what can you do? And very annoying. The sounds that Titanosaurus makes, very annoying. So that is my number four. Gotcha. No, that, that's funny. I was like, I, I didn't think many actually liked the look of it, just because it is. it looks like a dragon, but it can't fly. So it's like, ugh. but I definitely, I was a fan of it, but he's actually lower on my list. So let me get to... I guess my number three, that this might might piss people off on spot-wise, but from 1995's Godzilla vs. Destroyer, Destroyer. 
And, and why is that? Uh, to me, this look, being the few times that we've seen, to me, this was the closest to almost the game version that I feel like they did it perfectly of Destroy It. If everyone remembers the, was it two? I can't remember. What, was it King of the Monsters that they called it? Yeah. The Godzilla that it was mo- it was a arcade style Godzilla game that had all the villains in it that you could get for PS2 at the time. Yeah, I think that was King of the Monsters because they had Melee, yeah, which was on GameCube, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I had that one. So to me, that one was was to me this look of Destroyer was great. Again, it's almost the dragon dragon style, but it was just great looking. Uh, to me, it also reminded me Yu-Gi-Oh fan wise. It almost looked like a mutant red eyes black dragon if you look at it. So. Mm. It's a great look to it. The 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 illustrations of it are always great. It was a to me a great monster. Yeah, I think you know my favorite Godzilla is 1954, but a close second. And I think overall, if I'm going to put on something more fun, because the 54 is very serious, more fun. It's Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Just, I love the Burning Godzilla, which maybe we'll do a ranking on Godzilla looks. Love Burning Godzilla. Just gave you a hint. What's my number one? <laughs> love Destroy as well. But uh, my number three is also from space. And we have Mega Godzilla. We got Gigan. And we got Space Godzilla. Okay. This Godzilla is formed... Uh, from Godzilla's uh, DNA that gets sucked into a black hole. And here comes this bully known as Space Godzilla just kicking around Godzilla Jr. or Minya or Baby Godzilla, whatever you want to call him. And this fucking look to this guy, to me, another doppelganger. So I guess the formula for me to like doppelgangers is Godzilla. Another doppelganger. Love the purple look. Love the crystal shoulders, Ray. What do you know about crystal shoulders? And another great aspect about kind of part of Space Godzilla's powers is that he continues to grow like crystals from the ground. And he kind of makes like a crystal Mm. fortress around, you know, beating up baby Godzilla or Godzilla Jr., which I think he's called in the American version. So... Yeah, so Space Godzilla, love the look. Um, the Heisei era, I think, has the best villains. Um, film to film, they're very threatening compared to like the Showa era. But Space Godzilla, love the look, love the crystals. Those damn crystal shoulders really get to me. I, I don't know why that wasn't on my list, because I remember, now that you brought it up, it, it's it's unlocking a memory. But for some reason, it didn't make it, it didn't make it on my list. Man, that's uh, that's quite. A, you know what? What I think too, they perfected it there. What Orga was supposed to be, I feel like, just the perfect doppelganger, just sucking Godzilla's life force in a sense. Mm-hmm. But all right, okay. So for my number two, is actually uh, now I can't even pronounce it correctly. Titanosaurus. <laughs> from Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus. From Terror of Mechagodzilla. To me, this was, again, you have basically a triple threat match in Godzilla here. 
and just the the story was great. Getting an evil doctor, an evil scientist, evil doctor, whatever you want to call him here, just getting his revenge and creating the most annoying of the kaiju's, and having just again that that growl, that battle cry, and but the coolest look to me. Again, you have just to me that that orangey color of his, almost reddish. It's great, but again. If he could fly, maybe he would be number one, because it, it's it's a great look. He needs to fly. Well, he's got, so he could beat up Godzilla a little more. He's got the scaly the scaly tail to create a great wind gusts. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need: wind attack compared to Godzilla <laughs> shooting fire blasts. So what what do you have? That was your number two. That was my number two. Yeah. Wow, that was pretty high on your list. <laughs> I was a fan of it. I was a fan. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my number two is probably Manny's number one. It's his arch nemesis, the golden dragon from the sky. It is King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, I mean, if you're a Godzilla fan, you know exactly what this dragon's about. One fantastic look. I mean, are you like pure gold i mean he's more muted in the you know king of the monsters and godzilla versus uh, monster zero which i think godzilla versus monster zero is my favorite look yes it's very goofy because they're you know basically flying this giant rubber suit with strings and shit but uh uh that was my favorite version yes it's tied to nostalgia I can see why the Heisei version would be people's favorites. I could even say I thought they had a great job. They did a great job with King of the Monsters that came out recently with Ghidorah. He looked great in it. He looked menacing. I don't know why the film didn't work for me fully because it really should have because they stayed true with to the looks of many of these monsters. But uh, King Ghidorah, those, those lightning uh, blasts that he has as well, also great just you know it's based on some kind of japanese lore of a of a dragon three-headed dragon as well so originally though ray it was multicolored which Ooh. there's like a vinyl figure of a uh, special edition of like a blue uh, a blue version and the wings were kind of like a, a rainbow color which i think is used in one of the posters at the time Ooh. but uh, king Ghidorah love it i understand why it's probably the most popular this is godzilla's joker his green goblin king Ghidorah. i do want to give a special shout out to monster zero as well because monster zero turns out to be kaiser Ghidorah, which is used in final wars and i guess technically in a mothra movie as well so uh but he had four legs in that which the, the Ghidorah I'm talking about has two. So, yeah, the golden dragon from the space, sky, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, like space. We're starting I love to see space. Of, we're starting to I see hope, a lot of... I would uh, love to explore it and find Ghidorahs and get giant chicken monsters and doppelgangers of Godzilla up there. And Jason, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's my number two what is your number one i'm gonna guess the number two is your number one no well yes what? i was gonna 
I was gonna make the joke and say no, but but I'll mention my own mention now because it works for the joke. I was gonna say Kong was my number one <laughs> from okay. 2021's version, but no, it's my honorable mention because again, it's it's King Kong. It's the they did it. You can't mess up King Kong. I feel like someone will probably mess it up eventually, but the look is is Kong. But no, yes, my number one is King Ghidorah because how could it not be? Is it's I feel like so many people replicated it in other variation versions of cinema. Yu-Gi-Oh stole the look and they created a card based on Ghidorah's look. <laughs> is that that's the uh blue eyes, right? Uh the blue eyes ultimate dragon, yeah. Yeah. It's it's legit Ghidorah, but blue eyes. And then they also yeah. they added two more heads and created five headed dragon. But it's legit Ghidorah's look. They made it gold. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's been adapted so many times in other other forms of cinema, and it's just it's it's the perfect counterpart to Godzilla. Like, I feel like a modern version, more just another battle is probably gonna happen in the future. It's just it's just never ending. It's a never ending story in Godzilla. Maybe the next one be in space so you can enjoy it even more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean. They have fun in space, Ray, just to say. But uh, your my number one was maybe your number three or four, and it is Destroya. Ever since I was a kid, I really loved the look of this. He looked like a demon bat, even though he was kind of grown from like a crab or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean... Destroyer, like I, when you look at Destroyer in the film, and you look at pictures, I think Destroyer is kind of the perfect-looking kaiju to kill Godzilla, which he ultimately did do. It was a big thing in the '90s to kill characters like Godzilla and Superman. Spoiler alert, so, man! <laughs> <laughs> so Destroyer, just crazy look, very powerful. I would have loved to have seen him in a American version with the super CGI and all that money thrown at it. Unfortunately, we have not gotten it. Maybe we'll get it this time around. I'm not very hopeful, though. But Destroyer, just an incredible look. I think rivals Ghidorah for me. Where Ghidorah is very, even though it's scary, the gold look is very majestic looking, you know. But Destroyer just looks like it came from hell, you know? And uh, I just love the look. I love the movie. Uh, I love everything about the character. And hopefully we get to see it again on screen at some point. That would be great to finally see, especially with the budgets these movies get now, what they could do with with, uh, with Destroyer. I feel like that's one we were almost hoping for with all the the possibilities now with this series, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, we got Mega Godzilla instead. <laughs> well, we can't complain. It was a great look, too, for what it was. But yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it, but it probably was my least favorite Mega Godzilla look. <laughs> so. Hey, we, we were able to get 10, 10, uh, 10 looks here to talk about. So. Yeah, we, we overlapped uh, quite a bit there, right? Yeah. I'm surprised that Titan- Titanosaurus 
So you, you got me not being able to pronounce it either. <laughs> but that I don't know why I, could, I couldn't pronounce it. I was like, I have it on my list here. <laughs> like, I I really, honestly, I really thought I was the only person that liked that character. So, but I'm, I'm very glad to see it on your list. There you go. See, you, you didn't think I could, I could come up with at least five. <laughs> this well, is I, a conversation before coming into the podcast. It was like, do you have five that you can do? I'm like, yeah. I've seen enough Godzilla movies. Because I'm not sure what your knowledge of Godzilla is. You know, you're not... I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan. I wouldn't say that I'm like... I know every, you know, little period and footnote of Godzilla films. Yeah. But I'm a big fan. Grew up with them. Know all... Seen all the movies at least one time, if not yeah. multiple times. So, yes, I'm glad... I was actually, as I was researching this to make sure that I got every villain in every film, uh, I noticed that we could probably just do a list on Godzilla's allies too, top five Godzilla allies, because there's actually a lot more than just Kong and and Mothra and Rodan. So, well. on that note, this has been episode three of the Legacy Sequel Podcast. You can go follow us on Instagram. And go follow us on Twitter at Legacy Sequel Pod. You can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, right? It's and something Apple. Yeah, I think it's Apple Podcasts now. It keeps Google, updating. Google Podcasts, you can listen to that. Go check out our Monsters episode of Fractured Skulls and only that episode of Fractured Skulls. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so Ray, thank you for joining me again and being the host with me. Because there's no co-host here, man. We're both the hosts, right? <laughs> Isn't that the definition of co-host? We're, just, we're co-hosting. No, because no, it seems devaluing. It seems like I'm the host and you're the co-host. No, we're both the hosts. You know what's funny? I've I've heard this same conversation on another podcast I watch. Oh yeah. And they're like, no, we're you're a host, I'm a host. It's like, but that's that's co-hosting. No. no. <laughs> I gotta sue them. That was my idea first. So as I take my sip of green cola, I wish everyone well, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. Peace.